My name is Martin Abonge and I believe in freedom. I believe in creating a lifestyle where you actually have a choice. My goal here is to help you escape the life of sacrifice you've been conditioned to live. How do I do it? Simply by sharing my own journey to complete freedom. My expectations, my hurdles, my failures, my successes, and everything I learned along the way. How are we going to proceed here? We're going to do it by asking the right questions. The questions that make you think. Because these questions will allow you to do something. Change your mindset, to change your reality, and build the perfect life for you. And when I mean perfect life for you, it's for you. Not for your mom, not for your dad, not for your best friend. The perfect life for you. So in this podcast, we think differently. We expand your horizon and we work together to create your happiness. So welcome to the Freedom by Choice podcast with your host, Martin Bonge. Hey, what is up, guys? Martin uh, here with a brand new episode of your favorite podcast. This is episode 529, and this is your host, Martin. Alrighty, guys, sorry I haven't posted an episode in, I think I've missed like two days or something. Um, I was at the board game night and doing other stuff anyway. um, All right, so today I want to talk to you about money management, okay? How you make sure you keep your money, how to be uh, better with your money so that you can actually um, kind of like achieve your goals and, um, and go somewhere, I'll say, okay? So now, few disclaimers. First disclaimer, I am not a CPA or financial advisor or something, so so please, please, please don't um, uh, don't make me responsible for your failures or anything like that. If it's success, then please do. Otherwise, uh, don't necessarily follow my advice. Do your own research, okay? Uh, first thing. Secondly... I am not the best money manager on this planet. I have a lot to learn. There are people much better than me. I can only tell you, so I'm going to tell you some stories. I'm going to tell you what I think. I'm going to tell you what I do, okay? Um, it might not be the best um, you know, the best choice on the planet. I by no means saying that I'm making the best choices because I do have a lot of things to learn. Um, some people know way much way more than me, okay? So, um, money management. So, the, the, the name of the game is not necessarily how much money you make, right? Uh, is how much money you get to keep, okay, when you make money. And this is one of these areas where I can tell you I'm not that good at this. There are people who will be able to tell you to the cent, exact cent, how much money it is that they're spending, how much they're making, and then, yeah, yeah, et cetera. And uh, you need to know your numbers, right? This is one of those things. You need to know your numbers. Everybody knows this. Uh, I know it. I don't necessarily know these numbers. To be honest, I don't. I know roughly. Uh, sometimes I think I know. I don't. And sometimes I might actually spend money unnecessarily, not on luxury stuff, but sometimes on things that I'm paying a, a membership or something for. 
subscription and then um, I forget about it. So these are things I need to get better at and periodically I will go and hunt for these things and stop them, okay? But uh, look, I'm getting there and um, and I'm doing, I'll say, a few things better than the average person. Um, and these are the things that I can tell you about and give you my opinion on. So um, to start with, yesterday I was at the board game night, which is actually really cool. It's really cool. Like you might think that, oh, it's only old people play board games and stuff. No, it's actually cool. Very cool. I met a lot of really interesting people, a lot of cool people. And actually my kind of like my tribe, but that, that can be the subject for another episode. Anyway, so we were talking about uh, scooters. Okay, because uh, it turns out that I'm renting a scooter. Okay, and here in Bali, look, you rent a scooter when you're just here for a holiday for like a week or something. But when you leave here, why the hell do you rent a scooter? So someone was asking me, dude, you've been here six and a half years. How come you're renting scooters? All right, so <laughs> it's a it's it's a pretty embarrassing story to be honest. But I'm gonna try and make it short. So I had a scooter that was mine, actually, that I owned. And uh, I got this, uh, this scooter in like a triangle love story, right? It was like uh, it's some, some weird love story where I had a buddy of mine who owed me money, okay? And we have a third buddy who owed him, uh, owed him money. So that third friend said, look, I don't have the money, but I have the scooter. You want it? The, my friend said, no, I don't need a scooter, but you know what? Maybe Martin wants the scooter so that uh, he gave me a scooter and said, look, I owe you money. What about we exchange that money for the scooter? So anyway, at the end of the day, I ended up with a scooter that I didn't have to go and, and buy at the, the dealership and make all the paperwork and all that kind of stuff. You know, that like admin stuff that I don't like to do. Everybody was happy. So I've had the scooter for years. Okay. And it was perfectly fine. You know me, me I'm, a, I'm a very simple guy. Scooter was fine. I had friends who were telling me, dude, you need to change the scooter, buy a new one. I'm like, dude, no, it works. It works just fine. Anyway, that's not really the point. Anyway, so now here's the story. Uh, my buddy uh, comes to see me and he tells me, look, there's this guy who's selling these scooters brand new, like they're brand new for 16 million. Okay, so uh, they normally cost 34 million. Okay, so this was 16 million. And I will say 1 million is about, um, well, 15 million is about 1,000 euros, okay? Just so you have the kind of like the, the idea of how much it is. So this scooter was about 1,100 euros or something, okay? Instead of like the, you know, double the price. So... You know, obviously, when someone comes with a deal like this, you might be tempted to think, ah, it's too good to be true, I pass. Well, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't pass. So I bought the scooter, enjoyed it for a few months until one day my buddy calls me saying, look, uh, well, it turns out that the scooters were stolen. I found out about it because the cops showed up at my office. Uh, they want the scooter back. Where is the scooter? Please bring it back. So anyway, I had to bring the damn scooter uh, back. It was this or I could have ended up in jail because here in Indonesia, they don't care whether you stole the property or you have stolen property, you can go to jail. So anyway, I gave back the scooter and now um, I had a decision to make. So do I go and buy a new scooter, 
right there, which I could because, uh, you know, just go to the dealership and buy one or do I do something else? And this is where the management management part comes in. Um, sorry, we, we're getting to the point now. So at that exact time, there was an IPO that I had been waiting for uh, like a year. Okay. So it's two of the biggest companies in Indonesia that merged and they had an IPO. Okay. So just imagine, all right, just imagine. And this is exactly what's happening to me right now is if you could invest in Uber when it just came out and nobody knew about it and they, you paid a few cents to get in, Uber and Amazon. Imagine Amazon in like 1997 or something when nobody cared what it was. It was a few cents. You could have invested. So this is exactly what I did, right? So now these two companies, um, they are the biggest one. They're the equivalent of, like they're massive. They're, they're bigger than Uber or anything because here in Asia, we have these like super apps where you have everything. You have the, the cars, the, the scooters, you can hire people to move your house. You can get a, uh, someone to go queue for you, uh, buying uh, tickets, someone to go do the shopping for you, someone to bring you massages and stuff. Anyway, the super apps does everything. And the other one is the equivalent of Amazon. This is where everybody, everybody, everybody buys. So I, I had a choice to make. I was like, look, do I invest 2,000 euros in a scooter that's just going to lose value because that's what it does. The more I use it, the, the more value it loses. Or I take these 2,000 euros and then I put them in this IPO, right? Um, knowing that if, for example, the stock goes up, which, you know, I, you know um, I'm, I'm convinced that this stock will go up and I will explain the reasons why, then maybe tomorrow I can buy 10 scooters instead of wasting my money now. So... Um, it's better for me. I decided that it was better for me to rent the scooter. Um, so I pay, I don't know, maybe it's like 80 euros or something a month um, for a scooter, you know, that I can use every single day. And I got to take the, the, that big chunk of money and put it in the IPO. All right. So, you know, some people tell me, oh, well, it's best to earn, to own your scooter. I'm like, no, no, not really. The only thing I need is um, a vehicle that will take me from point A to point B. That's what I need. I don't need to own the damn vehicle, right? So obviously, in other circumstances, I might have bought the scooter directly and I'm like, okay, I'm done with it, right? But here in this case, I had to basically decide, do I want to put 2000 in this scooter that I don't need to own or I put it in uh, the the biggest opportunity uh, of my possibly of my lifetime um, and then I can maybe buy a hundred of them scooters. You know what I mean? So this is what I decided to do. Now, the reason why I know, and I, well, I know, I think that this is going to go up is, uh, when you're investing your, your money, uh, one thing where, that I look at is what is the real world application of that company or that project or something you're investing in and how much do people use it? Okay. And, uh, you know, are people going to use it in terms, in times of crisis? Yes or no? Because right now, everybody, you hear everybody, oh man, it's a recession and we're all going to die. So uh, these companies there, I will say that 80% of the population here in Indonesia will use either one of those. So um, this is a, for example, you need a ride, you need to go 
from one place to the other. You, everybody uses this company. You just use the app. Someone picks you up. They drive you. Everybody uses it. Everybody. And it's super cheap. So it's not just like foreigners. It's locals who use it. Okay? It's huge. Everybody uses it. I mean, they're like, what is it? 300 million people here? 250 million or something? Just imagine that everybody uses that. They're expanding in Singapore. They're expanding in Vietnam, in many different countries. Okay? Uh, and the other one. So now... Are people going to keep using it when, um, when if, for example, in, term, in times of recessions? Yes, I think so. Because here's the reason. The reason is gas prices are going to, apparently they've increased like hell. Me, I haven't noticed uh, because, again, I was telling you in the beginning, I'm not the best with these things. So there are a few things where um, I didn't notice because I don't have to drive. I don't have to drive that much here. Right, meaning that um, I don't have to go to the gas station every single day to see a major impact on my budget. So uh, my trips are very, very short, and it's not like I have to go to the gas station that often. So I didn't notice, but you know, friends told me, dude, I mean, this thing increased by like 70%. All right. So in this case, for example, if you have a car or something like this, it will start getting very expensive to. Uh, fill the tank. Whereas if you use this app, I mean, the prices are ridiculous. It, it's ridiculous. You'll pay, you need to go somewhere, you'll pay like 50 cents or something to get there, the equivalent of like 50 cents of, of cents instead of you having to, you know, uh, put, and, and now apparently the price, the gas prices, they're like in the US or something. It, it, I, I was told the prices, I was like, gee, I'm pretty sure it's more expensive, expensive than France. Whereas before it was a lot cheaper. Um, and on the other end, the other one is like Amazon. So what will happen when people have less money? They're more likely to go and buy online, which is cheaper than buying in the store. So that's the reason why I really think that these things are going to work. Okay. They're going to work for me. I am not trying to get rich today. Okay. So I put some money in there and I am just winning. This money is going to sit there. All right. It's going to sit there. I'm not going to touch it. And as far as I'm concerned, this money is already gone, all right? So that I don't have, uh, like, bad surprises because in my mind, the money is already lost, all right? I can only be happily surprised, and I, and I really believe that this thing is going to go uh, to the moon because uh, of the, the, the real-world application of this thing, you know? So the, the, the lesson here was, um, you know, there's this concept of, like, ownership you need to own this this thing blah 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 that people fall at, there is a trap that people will fall in um, not necessarily because uh, they've giving it some serious consideration or thoughts it's just because this is what people do and nobody's questioning it okay um, one other example that I will give you is renting versus buying all right renting versus buying people are like you need to buy a house and if you're renting, it's a waste of money. And I, I'm like, are you really, did you really think this through when you told me this? Okay. Because you, chances are that you might just be repeating what someone said. So when, if you're renting and people tell you, well, it's a waste of money, I beg to, dis to disagree. Right. And the reason is simple. Now, if, um, 
if, for example, I, I was renting a place and the only thing I do is stand outside the place and just look at it uh, 24-7, just looking at it, right? And staying like an idiot and looking at it. Yes, you can say, oh, well, it's a waste of money, okay? Now, I'm renting the place. I live in the damn place. I eat in the damn place. I sleep there. I get cover from rain, from bears and wolves. I work in there, so it allows me to make money. How exactly is it a waste of money? I do all these things in there that have an insane value for me. I don't, I don't think it's a waste of money. All right? Oh, yeah, but it doesn't go in your... No, yeah, well, it, that's, that's the thing. People, so a lot of people are just repeating what someone else's, what someone else's words were. All right? Me, for the value that I get, everything that I get from being able to, you know, sleep, not having to, uh, you know, to, to sleep in the woods with bears and wolves and, and stuff like that. I have an office here that allows me to make money uh, and I have a good life. I can change house if I want, blah, blah, blah. I don't mind. I don't see it as a waste of money. Some people will tell you, oh, it's a waste of money. Now, I remember I had a friend of mine. She's into, she's, uh, she works, she used to work for a bank. I don't know where she works now. Uh, but she was telling me, hey, well, you need to go buy this house, go get a mortgage, and then you buy the house, and, and uh, this is how you make like passive income and stuff. And um, so here's the thing with real estate, and this is my opinion, okay? Real estate, the reason why everybody tells you, oh, go into real estate, blah, 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 is probably because back in the days, there was no online thingy, and this is what people did, okay? And a lot of people who tell you, oh, well, go and do real estate, is people who don't have any skill to go online and do something else, okay? That's, that's all. So either they heard from someone else that, oh, just to go do real estate, or uh, they, they don't know anything about online. The only thing they know is real estate, and that's the only option they had, all right? And she was like, yeah, if you buy this house, you get a mortgage for 25 years, 30 years. Then at the end of the blah, 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 you know, like 30 years, like seriously. So not that I'm, I'm not impatient, right? I'm going to explain my, my kind of like my calculations, okay? Um, and so I told her, look, me, I have this business, right? So I had a, an apartment in France. I, I was renting that apartment 800 euros a month. I couldn't rent it for more than this, right? Based on where it was. Now, I go to a bank, okay? And then I will borrow something like 200 grand, all right? Over the next 30 years. I'll be stressed out of my mind. I have to give the money back to the bank plus interest. So I, I basically have to find, you know, either pay the whole thing or put some down payment and all that kind of stuff, right? And then at the end of the month, I will get 800, all right? Now, I told her, look, I have this business, right? I, can, I could even start this business for free, but let's say I have to invest a thousand bucks, all right? Today, I can make in one day more than I make in the whole freaking month with that apartment. I don't have to uh, owe money to a bank for 30 years. I don't have to put any crazy down payments of like, you know, 200 grand or like, you know, 50 grand or something. Uh, why would I go and, um, and just buy this apartment? Right. Let, just imagine I have a hundred grand um, with that hundred grand. I can maybe start a hundred businesses that will make me in one day, maybe 10 times what I make in that month. All right. 
Why? Because I have that skill that allows me to work online. And a lot of people who tell you going to real estate, blah, 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 it's because they don't have any other skill. And you know, a lot of them don't actually have the real estate skill. They just heard from people that say, oh, just go in real estate because that's historically what people did. But today there are many other ways of doing this. And so a lot of those people who are into real estate will tell you, oh, well, renting is a waste of money. I, I mean, dude, I'm sorry. It's not a waste of money to rent um, because most of the time, first of all, you're buying this house with money that's not even yours. You go get a, a mortgage and then for the next 25 years, uh, you're stuck. And um, and one thing is is this is people tell me oh well I I'm a land owner I I own the land I'm like no you don't you don't you will probably you know own it in 25 years for now it becomes to, it belongs to the bank now people tell me oh look we are own homeowners no you're not you're not you're using you use the bank's money stop making the bank you will see who owns the damn land you know what I mean so. <laughs> You know, that's the first thing. So all of you, you know, all of you who uh, uh, bought a house and um, and uh, you think you're homeowners and, and blah, 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 you still have a mortgage. No, you don't own it, right? You don't. We've seen people getting the houses repossessed and stuff, right? So that's, that's one thing. Second thing, you're banking. This is, you're banking that in the next 25 years, nothing, nothing major is going to happen to you. All right. Ah, this, your salary is always going, going to be the same. You're always going to have a job and blah, blah, blah. I cannot make that decision. I can't. Because again, today I have skills that allow me to avoid having to take those risks and I can have bigger upsides. So, you know me, I'm not just about the money and, and all that kind of stuff, right? I also look at the, the, my quality of life. Today I have zero debt. None. I have zero debt. I don't owe money to a bank. I own land. So uh, please don't get, me, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't go do real estate, blah, 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 et cetera. Right? I do have real estate. All right? But the way I acquired my real estate is very different from what I would have done before. So now after I invest in real estate um, a few years ago, 2009, I think. I don't know. And, um, you know, it was... Um, I lost a lot of money in it, not because of the economy, because of blah, blah, because of me, because I didn't read any of the, the papers that I was presented with. I just signed stuff. I didn't run any numbers, nothing. So I lost a lot of money out of that deal. And then, I re and then at the time, I didn't have any other skill um, that would have provided me with income. Whereas now, I mean, I have options. And real estate is not exactly what I will do first, okay? So now what I do is this, is I start businesses. These businesses, they make me a lot of passive income. And then I can take that passive income and I can buy something cash. So now I'm not putting down payments and, and all that kind of stuff. Now, a lot of you guys are going to tell me, oh, this is a waste of money. You need to use leverage and you need, yeah, yes, maybe. Some people do this. It works for them. Great. I'm very happy for them. It, the reason why it doesn't work for me is I don't want to have a, um, a cloud over my head of for the next 25, 25 years, I have to hope that nothing happens to me. Me, I like to buy things. I have the money. It's done. It belongs to me. No problem. Okay. So I do have real estate. I bought actually land, uh, one with a private beach. Then I bought another one 
Um, so in, in acres, it's there is one, I think, one hectare, I think it's like four and a half acres or something. So there is one, it's like nine acres with a private beach. There is another one, I think it's like, let's say five acres uh, beachfront. And then I just acquired another one, which is not too far from a cliff, like 75 meters from a, from a cliff. And I think this one must be like 11 or 12 acres or something. And all this, I paid that cash. I have no debt. Okay. No debt. And, um, uh, it, it, it was just funny how my friend was adamant. She was like, yeah, look, I made the calculations. I will finish paying this when I'm, I'm at 60. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, you know, I cannot do this. I, I don't want to. It works for a lot of people. I know people, they have so many apartments because they use, they leverage other people's money and all that kind of stuff. Dude, it depends on who you are and what it is that you are willing uh, to do. That's, this is not something that I'm willing to do. So you might tell me, oh, you're you're sitting uh, and missing out. You're you're leaving money on the table. Blah blah blah. Fine, no problem. My thing is my quality of life. Um, I still have all my hair. Uh, they're still black. I don't have any gray hair. <laughs> I don't look like a uh, like a Franciscan monk or something, uh, because you know I'm not, I, I don't go bold because I don't have any of those problems, right? So they, there are choices that you need to make. But again, don't just take. Uh, what people uh, tell you at face value, oh, real estate, just real estate and stuff. There's there are way more ways today of being able to earn some money. Uh, before it was just real estate, but now you can make a lot more um, in one day than with real estate, and you don't have all the the um, the drawbacks of owing money to a bank for the next twenty you know, 20 years or something. So anyway, uh, one thing, there is this book that I read. It's called Profit First. Okay, very, very good book. I'm going to try and finish uh, on this because I only have five minutes before this thing stops. Um, and this book was, it's called Profit First. Uh, have a look at it. And it was very, very interesting. Um, I always try to take one thing, like one takeaway from the book, from a book or anything that I do. So in there, the, the author was suggesting to many different things. So he will say, profit first, you know, he basically said, pay yourself first, okay? Before you pay anybody else, pay yourself. So this is not something that I, uh, I understood the logic, but this is not something that I wanted to do, okay? Because for me, I will pay my staff first. I will make sure they're fine. And then I'll look at, you know, me, right? So I didn't implement that. Then, um, but I understand the logic, okay? I implemented some of it. Uh, then um, he was basically saying uh, that, yeah, you needed like five or six different bank accounts where you transfer money automatically, uh, one for the taxes, one for, uh, I don't know, college, one for this, one for that, blah, 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 et cetera. I understood the logic, but it was too much of a hassle for me to go and create those. I just implemented one. I said, look, I, I need to implement it. I don't want to make it that complicated. I just take one other bank account where I put stuff. And so um, in, in, this, in this book, it was very interesting. So he was saying that sometimes, you know, at the end of the month, you think you're you know, struggling to make ends meet, right? And you think you have zero penny to spare. But um, it's the same thing, you know, with the toothpaste. You know, sometimes that the, the, the thing is almost empty. Do you, do you see how long you're able to survive on this thing when you thought you couldn't, right? And it's the same thing with your finances. Sometimes you think that, that with the 100%, uh, you are struggling. 
But in the book says, look, take 1% of this, okay? 1% put it aside. And now you, you're going to learn how to survive on 99% of what you had before, okay? And trust me, you will you actually find a way. You'll cut the Netflix. You'll, you'll find a way. Sometimes you just waste money on, on stupid little things, right? And so, and then you can in increment that. You know, you can go, you can add another percent and another percent and blah, blah. And because you will find ways of making your life still pleasant and making, uh, you know, like ends meet and everything, then you can get to a point where, uh, let's say you'll be able to save, you know, 10%, 15% every single month of your, your income that will go into these savings accounts. So me, in my case, it was just one, right? I, I just made the transfer, an automatic transfer. What you want to do is you want to make it automatic so that uh, it doesn't, there's no decision-making process or something. So me, because my life is very simple and stuff, I knew there was there was an amount that I knew I could comfortably put there and stuff. So I set it up. And this thing was one of the best things that I did because, you know, there's always a reason for you not to, you know, take the money and put it aside. There's always something, oh, I'm busy, blah, blah, blah. Then you don't do it. You spend the money. Whereas here in this case, if, you know, I wasn't looking at it. And then I come back a few months later, I realized that, hey, you know what? Jesus Christ, I have quite a lot of money in this thing. And then... This is money that now I can use if there is an opportunity um, to invest into something. If there is a, um, you know, something bad happens, you know, something you, could, you couldn't pre predict, you know, uh, and then you have the money. You know, I don't know, scooter accident, something happens. You have to pay this, you have to pay that, blah, blah, blah. And this is a, a really, really interesting book called Profit First. And I really suggest, so have a, have a just look at it, Profit First. I don't remember who the author is. Uh, and try to apply this thing there is you'll be surprised, um, you know, how, you know, that you, you can, uh, you know, take 1%. Even though you think that today there, you don't have a penny to spare, trust me, I'm pretty sure you can. Just think about that toothpaste thingy. I'm, I'm telling you this because it's been the case for me for the last two weeks. I don't know how I, I, I still manage to make it work. And every day I'm like, oh, I need to go to the, um, to the supermarket to buy one. I always, always forget. But I, you know what? I think I bought some for the um, bathroom upstairs. I might uh, actually be able to get away with it. Uh, but it's the same thing. That image of the toothpaste is the, the same thing with your finances. You'll be able to get maybe even if it's 1%, it, it, it will just add up. And once you adapt to that 1%, you add another percent and stuff. And there was this um, story about this lady in there. She was able to do wonders by starting with 1%. So, um, yeah, that's kind of like, that's pretty much it. Again, I'm not a financial advisor. I can just tell you what I do, what I think, and the choices that I've made in my life. Hopefully, it will help some of you guys. There's only five seconds left before I have to change this thing. I'll see you. Bye-bye. All right, guys, you just heard a brand new episode of the Freedom by Choice podcast with myself, Martin Evonge. So I got a question for you. Did you like this episode? If yes, can I please ask you a small favor? All right, so here's the thing. The biggest thing that helps my podcast grow and bring more value to other people is if you guys leave a review, if you rate the podcast, and if you subscribe to the podcast. Why? Because this tells the platform that I'm actually bringing a lot of value to you and that you like my stuff. 
the more people like my stuff and the more they will show you to other people. And this way, we can make sure that we can impact a lot of people with this podcast and this community, all right? So what I wanna ask is, can you please take three seconds out of your busy day? Because I know everybody's busy. And if you could just like subscribe to the podcast, rate this episode and leave a review. It is three seconds for you, but for me, it will actually make my day and it can help someone else on the other side of this planet, okay? And one thing I like and one thing I want for this podcast is for it not to be a monologue. So I want to get feedback from you guys, right? So if you want to contact me, it's very easy. You can send an email to contact at martinebonga.com and in this email, you can uh, give me feedback on the episode or on the whole podcast, but you can also give me some suggestions about subjects that you want me to cover, right? If it's interesting and if a lot of people want to hear it, then I will cover it, okay? But anyway, thank you for listening to this episode and I see you in the next one, all right? Thank you very much, guys. Bye.